0: Hi there, I'm Brenton, joined by Danielle. Welcome to We Are DB. We are Danielle and Brenton. And this is an introduction to our new film podcast, where we will be counting up the best movies ever made according to the Internet Movie Database. We just wanted to take a moment and have a separate episode just to introduce ourselves and the podcast and what we'll be doing here. So, first of all, Danielle, who are you?
1: Well, Brenton, I'm Canadian, and what we consider to be an average movie watcher, just meaning that I... You know, I go into movies, I don't know a whole lot about, say, the production companies or the directors or even really a lot of the actors. Most of the time I just go into a movie to see the movie, enjoy the plot line, and leave it at that without putting a whole lot of extra thought into it. And when we were initially looking through the IMDb listing of movies, we figured out I'd watched about... 10% 10% of the top what was it 100? 100 yeah, yeah. 100 IMDb which movies. I think is
0: is normal for most people. For most people. What would you say your favorite movie is?
1: I like animated movies. Sometimes I I love Tangled. It's such a little girly yep. thing to like, but I really do. In terms of other movies that we've seen together, I really liked uh 7 even though it's like fucked up and gives me nightmares sometimes. <laughs> and I really love Star Wars. Yeah. Really excited. We'll be talking about all time? of those
0: in the, in the coming weeks yeah. anyway.
1: Really excited to do our Star Wars episodes. So tell us about you.
0: Well, myself, I'm Australian. And I would say that I know more than the average person in terms of movies and movie people, in terms of directors and producers and actors. I I've seen about 60 of the top 100, which is definitely more than the average person. But I also wouldn't say that I'm like a a film critic or a student of film or anything like that. I'm not... It's not insane amount, but I I appreciate film. Someone who... Who watches everything, you know, even the garbage, you know. Yeah. So I would watch a lot of things. I like to watch entire series all the way through Mm -hmm. um, just to get the cultural references and things. Like the whole Alien franchise movies, Mm -hmm. even though the first couple are the only ones that are sort of regarded as good. I'll Mm -hmm. watch the whole thing just so I have uh, my own interpretation on what the whole series is. I know from watching it that maybe the third one's the worst. Mm -hmm. and I can sort of get more context when I watch the remakes and the sequels and things. So I'll watch the bad ones as well as the good, while people who sort of study film and appreciate film more, and have seen more on the list, would be the true cinephiles, really.
1: Basically, I'm someone who represents sort of the more average movie watcher, you're someone who represents sort of the more knowledgeable group of people in terms of those who appreciate film and understand the difference of film versus movies and have a lot more, like, draw a lot more out of the -the behind-the-scenes sort of little nuances that are given by, you know, choice of director, choice of production company. You pull more information. That gives you more information.
0: Yeah, I do a lot more research into it just for my own curiosity. Gotcha. Uh, Particularly into, like, who's behind the camera, you know, the cinematographers, the who's doing the sound mixing or the composer.
1: Yeah. Whereas I don't.
0: And we are here to discuss the IMDb's best movies as rated by movie watchers. And they do have a list of the top 250, and we will be looking to cover each one of those.
1: Really what this podcast is going to be about is discussing the IMDb's best movies, which are what are considered the best movies as rated by the people who watch those movies. So why don't we take some time to actually talk about what the IMDb is for our listeners.
0: Yeah, it's the Internet Movie Database. For ages, I thought it was the International Movie Database. It was oh, the really? Internet Movie Database. It was originally a website mm-hmm. that started in 1990, okay. which means it probably was one of the first websites ever because that's, really that's before the World Wide Web. That launched in a year later, I guess. Hmm. So these days, they own Box Office Mojo, you might have heard of. Have you heard of Box Office Mojo? Uh, I,
1: I feel like... Maybe. It's just like, I can see a little logo, but I...
0: Okay, so really, the average yeah. person probably doesn't know what Box Office Mojo is, but yeah. if you follow along with movies, and you might hear it from time to time, they track box office revenue of films, and both of which are owned by Amazon these days, because...
1: CIMDB and Box Office yeah. Mojo? Yeah. Okay.
0: If, uh, if you go far enough up, everything's owned by about four companies, you know? Yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> So these days, the website, you can go on there and you can view movies and TV series, You can look up actors and directors and every project they've got on there. They've got trivia. You can even look up video games, I believe. Um, Whatever the latest news, anything that's coming up in cinemas. And they've got a feature on there where if you make an account, it's a free thing. It's not like a subscription or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, You can save a watch list. Okay. Which I have been doing, just you can press it on there. It's really easy to follow along with news and what's coming up and uh who's involved with what and what other things have worked like which on each movies.
1: other it's a it's yeah. an
0: internet movie database basically it's mm-hmm. a it's an online database where you can go on there and look at everything
1: so now let's also talk a bit about how their rating system actually works because there are a couple different components to it, you know why we're choosing to use the IMDb's movie list over, say, other internet lists that exist, because there I'm sure there's many. I've encountered many.
0: Yeah, every website these days has, has the, their the own. top 100 movies of all time. so Yeah,
1: and when we were actually sitting down to decide what we were going to do for this, we actually looked at a couple different ones. So why, why did we choose the IMDb over other movie lists?
0: The first thing I thought of was the American Film Institute, because that's quite highly regarded in studying film.
1: Is that like the Academy?
0: It's not. It's similar. Uh, They're very similar names. I believe the, uh, it's the Academy of Motion Picture and Arts and Sciences. So
1: that's the Oscar.
0: I can assure you that uh, they have very similar members. Some people high up in the film industry are probably members of both of them. Okay. But I don't think that that's the actual Academy. So they're comprised of movie makers, actors and directors and cinematographers and they have their own list of of uh, movies they are the definite like ones. Like rated
1: movies. Yeah.
0: Okay. And when we looked into that, and there wasn't much after the year 1970. They're all very old. A lot of things that you've probably never even heard of, let alone seen.
1: So nothing 80s, 90s?
0: There probably is one or two in the top okay. 100, sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a it's very old, and it's critiqued. You know, these are the definite sort of golden age of cinema really that's what okay. th- their list focuses on and i didn't think that that would make for a good list at all because everyone would be like okay i don't know what that is yeah fair enough um i think their number one was citizen kane maybe which m- it makes sense i think it is that's from like the 40s um there's also rotten tomatoes which is also quite a highly regarded in critics it's it's a list of critics but that's very much a list of what's hot now, what's going on in the box office. The number one movie currently on that list is Black Panther, which came out in 2018. And that beat out things like Wizard of Oz, which is number two, and Citizen Kane, purely because a lot more people have seen it and there's more people reviewing it. So it beat it out more and there's a lot more on that list, again, that I haven't really heard of. So it wouldn't make for a good list. Um, and there's, there's garbage in there. because it's what are people going to see sort of thing. Mm -hmm. What are the critics reviewing now? And it's not good, you know? So that's also not a very accurate sort of list as to what the defined... Best movies are. Yeah, what is Mm -hmm. the best movies? There's plenty of magazines and websites. They're all privately run with journalists and then they're opinion pieces. Okay. Um, And there's Metacritic. The Metacritic list is... um, Metacritic puts together a lot of those reviews together and to make a single average and again those those take into effect the people who work in the industry and they take into effect the the critics um while the imdb is just fans it's moviegoers it's anyone who can make an account with them and you can do a rating out there out of 10 it's on a star system and so the average is out
1: so you can go you can see the movie you can decide how you feel about it you can log on Make a rating. And that's where they really get this listing from. Yes. Viewers doing that.
0: But sometimes if there's things on the border, if there's a bunch of things on the list that have had the same uh, rating. Because in the top 250, everything's an 8.0 or higher. Okay. So you're going to have a bunch on the same tier. Uh, Then they look at the Metacritic score as to what the critics... Look at then, and then they rank it in, uh, according to. So it does still uh, rely on the Metacritic score to an extent, okay. but it is almost solely on the fans. And as of uh, the end of 2018, there's about 83 million accounts on IMDb wow 80- from around the world. So it's not a particular demographic or a particular country. It's very averaged throughout the world, really, Mm -hmm. as to who has the accounts. You can probably go on there and have a look at the statistics, and you probably see that most accounts are from, say, North America or even Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's actually quite a lot of Japanese movies in the top 100 we were looking at. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a few anime movies and things. But it's a good spread. That's our point. So
1: So we're really going to be getting an accurate Cross-section. That's what what we're trying to
0: do, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, what are the movies that we should be talking about? And when we try and make a list of the classic movies that anyone should sort of watch in their lifetime, this is more of the list than, say, the American Film Institute or Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Well, and I thought it was good, too, when we sat down and looked at it, because, you know, as someone who hasn't seen a lot and hasn't seen a lot of classics, I knew You've heard of a them. A lot of these movies. Yes. Yeah. And
0: you're like, oh, yeah. Like, even myself, who has seen over half of them, I'm like, oh, I've got to watch that movie, you know? Mm-hmm. So, this is mostly for people who, for whatever reason, haven't gotten around to watching classics, like even myself. The top three movies, two of them are Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. I own those on Blu-ray, and I still haven't watched them. I've had yeah, them for you... years.
1: You own them all, don't I, you? Yeah, I own, yeah. like,
0: a box set, and I still <laughs> haven't gotten around to watching the Godfather movies. And they're very highly regarded. So, thank so, God for
1: this podcast. Even myself, mm-hmm. I'm
0: a bit of a culprit for not watching God. classic movies. So, mm-hmm. that's why we're just trying to discuss things. As someone who hasn't seen a lot of movies, but is interested in watching more. And someone who has seen a lot of movies, but has researched sort of opinions. Mm. So we wanted to go through all of the movies on the list, discussing them, and give kind of an impression or review. Aim to be about twenty to thirty minutes a week. If it's a big one, a heavy one, maybe even like something like Schindler's List, mm-hmm. where you really need to put the time in and and break it down. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a film and not a movie. Maybe and, it'll be a little bit more.
1: And it's an important film, it too. Is. So it deserves it deserves that attention. Other things like that you may get a little bit of a longer episode with something like yeah. that. So. It's
0: a ballpark, probably to 20 to 30 minutes. Mm. There is the list on IMDb for the top 250, and that's what's regarded as the IMDb's top 250. Yes. Um, for now, we, we'll be talking, particularly in statistics, in the top 100, as mm-hmm. to how many movies are in the top 100 that, that we've seen, or of this particular genre, or this particular director, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we'll be definitely open to Stretching it past the top 100 uh, as it gets further down the line. So, when I met you mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago now, you hadn't seen like anything, like things no. that most people have seen. And it was kind of surprising. So, in the last, say, two years, we started to watch through a bunch of things that I'm like, oh, you gotta watch this. And then we, you gotta watch this. Yeah. So, we watched through all of the Star Wars movies,
1: which were
0: awesome, all of the Lord I'm of the Rings biased, movies. Yeah. All of the Dark Knight movies, and they're all in the top 30 or so. So, we have seen a lot of these movies together in the last two years or so, but we will watch them again mm-hmm. as a review, and it's kind of better that way because now you can watch the sequels without having to rewatch the first one because you've already seen the first one. And it's always good to have a bit of extra time in between watching it the first time and then watching it analytically. You have like a year or two in between, which you wouldn't have had if we hadn't already watched a bunch of them.
1: You know, I saw in there, it's like, there's a lot of good movies that have come out maybe recently or that I always thought were really good or you did, that didn't even make that top 250. That we were actually really surprised to see didn't make it into even the top 100 or even like the top 150 that we, you know, thought were really good movies and that we wanted to talk about on the podcast still. So we've decided to do...
0: Extra episodes. Yeah.
1: How, how often are we... It'll
0: be once a month.
1: So once a month, we're going to do an Honorable Mentions episode where we choose a movie that we both liked and thought deserved recognition, but isn't actually within IMDb Best Movies. We're starting actually... With Arrival.
0: From 2016.
1: Which I really liked and I'm really I really excited. enjoyed
0: it. I did. But it got 7.9. Which so is still really still good. good. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. It's a good film. So we're going to discuss that. Uh, but it just wasn't considered good at the time for everyone else uh, to be rated in the top 250.
1: Yeah. So looking forward to doing that one also. Each episode, we're going to do some sort of first impressions and notes that we made before the movie. The episodes are going to be structured kind of similarly through, so we're going to start each one off with, you know, sort of our first impressions of the movie, even before we saw it. I mean, this is for ones that we hadn't seen before, and talk about, you know, like, what we kind of thought it was going to be about. Did that match up? Did it not? Uh, We're going to have kind of a spoiler-free zone where we just discuss things about the movie. Yeah, in case you haven't seen it. Yeah, and try not to give it away. And then, obviously... We're going to go into the spoiler zone afterwards. Yeah.
0: And some movies are safer than others to listen mm. to the podcast without watching the movie. Um, but try and make the best judgment because some films such as Shawshank, you may as well just go watch the movie before you watch yeah, cause the podcast because a lot of it is going to be discussing the movie in depth. While other movies like uh, 12 Angry Men uh, is not really much of a spoiler. You c- it doesn't really matter as much. So, we might uh let you know beforehand as to whether or not it's going to be spoiler heavy and
1: or not, yeah,
0: yeah, well, um, in clearly indicate those sort of areas.
1: We wanted to talk a little bit too about what the differences is between movies and films. A lot of people use those words interchangeably, and you actually taught me that they're not they're not really interchangeable, not words. necessarily, yeah which I thought was an interesting distinction and it really kind of helped me as someone who hadn't been an avid movie watcher to distinguish kind of not even different genres, but just different types of filmmaking and put certain films into boxes so that I could kind of understand, you know, that plays into, you know, how was this movie made? Why was it made this way? And I remember having this conversation like do you want to talk about what you actually told the
0: example that i gave you was steven spielberg because he often does two movies in a single year he has throughout his career uh and most of the time one's a movie and one's a film
1: and tell us about what those differences actually are
0: well in 1993 he released jurassic park Mm. which is a crazy story about cloning dinosaurs and then they wreak havoc in a theme park you know it's Mm. it's a crazy box office movie
1: Absolutely.
0: And then he released Schindler's List, which is a three and a half hour war epic about the Holocaust.
1: So completely different. Yeah.
0: And although Jurassic Park is a great movie, the way he uses color and and cinematography and sound and shots in Schindler's List, it's a film. It's something where you would study it, you know?
1: I would say, like, based on you know, what you kind of told me. I'd say a movie, you go to the theater, you get your popcorn, you go there to be entertained, and you go into a film, it's something artistic. You might go to a film to be educated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something, it doesn't have to have the most straightforward plot line because that's not necessarily what's front and center. It could be, you know, cinematography and things like that. More, more better use of, you know... Camera angles and and imagery and symbolism things like that.
0: There was even uh, last year uh, he released two films. Spielberg. Yes, mm. and one of them was uh, Ready Player One, which is really entertaining. I it really quite liked it. Yeah, I, I quite liked it, but it's not a film. No, there was there was there's still plot holes in the whole thing, but it's really entertaining to watch. Yes. While his second movie with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, The Post, based on a real story um it's a lot more in-depth drama i haven't seen the film but i know that's what he was going for one's a movie one's a film and that's what we're just trying to define so i was looking into it a couple of days ago and i just thought surely this has been done before so surely someone has already made a podcast where they count up the best movies ever made on the imdb's list <laughs> uh, so i just googled imdb podcast and there is a couple one of them was called mission 250 Filmcast. Uh, where they look up the top 250 movies on the IMDb. Mm. And another one was the IMDb Journey. Mission 250 is at about episode 150, so they've been doing it for about three years. Okay. And the IMDb Journey is at about episode 40, so it's just under a year.
1: Okay. So we're not alone here.
0: We're not. Okay. So there is a couple of them uh, out there. What I found about those two, lists, mm-hmm. they're they're mostly just two people. I think one of them is even a couple but they're mostly people like myself
1: who are kind of more movie buffs
0: yeah movie buffs stories. who know sort of what they're talking about and that's fine mm-hmm. but this is more aimed towards at people like yourself who would like to get into movies more but hasn't for whatever reason
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i think it's it's a different sort of target audience
1: well and that was something we were really excited about was to reach out more to people like me from the perspective of someone like me because i mean You talked to me two years ago, I didn't give a crap who the director of a movie was, and I do more now, but you know what I mean, to an extent, I just, I want to know more about that movie, I want to appreciate the movie for the movie, and not necessarily for (laughs) the production company or things like that, so, yeah, I'm really excited to be lending my perspective to other people like me who hadn't seen as many movies or as many classics, and just dive deeper into exploring those together from this perspective
0: yeah so there's three points i wanted to make on those other podcasts the first one being i think that we are targeting different sort of audiences Mm -hmm. and we're different perspectives you know this is sort of an opinion piece from us Mm -hmm. our perspective that's Mm -hmm. fine you know the second thing is that i don't think you should be afraid of doing something just because it's been done before you know Mm -hmm. even if this is and sort of an unoriginal idea i think everything is I did come up with this sort of idea on my own, uh, so it is sort of an unoriginal original idea, and uh, I don't think you should be put off just because it has been done before. Otherwise, you won't won't get anywhere unless you want to make a Spider-Man origin story. Don't don't do that because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's been done before. <laughs> uh, and the third point is that I still wanted to do this podcast even if no one does listen or even if it has been done before because i do want to watch the top 100 imdb particularly with yourself mm-hmm. and to discuss it because that's what we do after movies anyway this is a natural yeah. conversation
1: this is something we just figured why not share we may these as well record it and inform yeah.
0: others anyway and then we have it as a record for ourselves absolutely so we i still really want to do it and i actually was thinking should I listen to some of their episodes to see what their structure is or what the points they talk about? And I didn't want to because I didn't want to be influenced by other people's opinions at Absolutely. all. And I, even if we do have the same sort of structure or we'll talk about the same points, I still wanted it to be my own... Unoriginal, original, original idea, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely, it's still our own opinions, it's still yeah. our own uh, takeaways from these different movies. So I
0: didn't want to be influenced by anyone. And you, like you said, you don't really research these sort of things, no. so that's fine. You can <laughs> yeah. go into this blind and we'll just have a discussion, just like two people.
1: Which is what I do anyway, yeah. so it's going to be So I haven't great.
0: really read any reviews or listened to other podcasts on any of these episodes. I'll At most, I'll look at the IMDb or mm-hmm. Wikipedia or whatever and see who was involved, and that's pretty much it. It's literally just like who was involved in this and not any opinion pieces. Mm. An interesting point about these two podcasts, particularly Mission 250, is that they have frozen the list in time at the beginning of, say, 2017. And this is the list that we're doing, the top 250 as it stands in 2017. And that's what they're going to be going through. So if the list changes they're not going to be factoring in those changes while we would like to factor in those changes. So
1: we're going to be going with the rankings as they stand at the time that we are creating each Each episode, episode,
0: not the first episode, which is what they did. Mm-hmm. And the list is subject to change because it changes with their ratings, but it takes time because to jump up one mark... It could take thousands and thousands of ratings to be able to change. So it does change, and you'll see it change over the couple of years. But I was looking at even that snapshot that they took last year. Mm. The top 10 is still the same. Mm. Like, it doesn't change fast.
1: Well, and like you were saying, too, a good example right now is the newly released Bohemian Rhapsody. Is quite high up on the list, isn't it? It's in, it's in the top 150, I think? Yeah, I think yeah. it's around 120-ish. Okay. And you made the point of saying that new movies often have a spike in popularity right when they're released yeah. and then kind of plateau out as time goes on. You'll see when them. They're not hot in the box office anymore.
0: Yeah. You'll see them drop on the list, meaning it's a good thing, down mm-hmm. down towards, say, 100. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, I think The Star is Born is up there at the moment because everyone who is voting for it loves it. You know, you wouldn't go out of your way to vote it. Unless like it. it was really mm-hmm. bad. But if you look at the Metacritic score, they're a little bit lower because it's a it's a so so sort of movie. So
1: And they're critics, so it's their job. Those are the critics critique. ones. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anything that does get into the top two fifty, we will be assessing it, say, six months after it's gotten in, after it's plateaued, because it'll be not accurate to to talk about it as as it's hit that spike. Because we're gonna let the hype die down.
1: What do you figure the average time slot is for most of those movies? Like, would you figure... Time slot? Yeah, like, are there more 80s movies or more...
0: I'm not sure what it, it averages out to be. Mix?
1: I mean, there's... Even in the top 10, there's quite a range.
0: There is, yeah. yeah there's a lot of older ones as well as things from last decade. Mm-hmm. There's just not a lot from this current decade that we're currently in because it takes a long time for a movie to be classic. Yeah. And I think put putting a bit of time in between watching these things and rating them is the way people should go, because people often jump to a conclusion on these sort of things without giving it time, without having it settle in, and thinking about it more.
1: For sure, and I think something... You need to have a legacy to be a classic, you know what I mean? If you go see something and you don't remember what it was about six months later, it obviously wasn't that influential. Whereas if you've seen it and you remember and you're still talking about it years after or you see it over and over again because it's got just that something that makes you keep going back to it that's more along the lines of what should be ranked in those upper classifications of those classic movies
0: it's interesting that in the last three years only three movies have made it into the top 100 and that is coco from 2017 that Pixar movie, which, mm. it's fine, but I don't think it should be in the top 100. I didn't like it. You didn't like <laughs> it? It was very colourful. Yeah, I did. But something like know. Finding Nemo is really high up there. Like, lower.
1: Oh, you mean in ranking high and ranking? Yeah, yeah I think not, that should be in there more. It's not It's not where I think it should be. I don't think it's even in the top 100, Finding Nemo. No,
0: it's not. No, I, I
1: I think it should definitely be in the top I 100. don't think
0: it's in the top 150. Um, and the second one was Avengers 3 uh, Infinity War, which came out in 2018. And most people who watched that pretty much loved it. So it's it's actually really high up there. But these things take time to change. So we'll be changing them and, and adjusting our list. So it'll make sense that there's going to be definitely two, more than 250 if we get that high up. And there's the newly released Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is actually at a staggering number 26 on the list.
1: Which is impressive. Which is very
0: impressive for a new film to go up there. And it's been there for a couple of months now, so it's it well, pro- might stay up there up till for the first 12 months or so. Well,
1: and especially for it to be that high and stay that high is quite impressive. For an
0: animated mm. superhero movie is very impressive. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see it. I hear it's one of the better Spider-Man I'd li- movies. I'd
1: like to see it too. I like how they include spider pig.
0: Is spider pig?
1: There's a spider pig in it.
0: (laughs) I'll have to look at it.
1: So each episode, we're going to discuss a single film, Um, and we'll be starting at number one and working our way up, and we'll be releasing one episode every week.
0: The first one on the list is The Shawshank Redemption. It's a Stephen King prison movie, if you weren't aware of what it was, and I can assure you that it's not scary. There's a lot of people that I know. As soon as you say Stephen King, they, <gasps> they think scary. Yeah. It's a prison film. It's a nice film. It's number one on the list, and that's our first one. And uh, it should be up now. The first episode, The Shawshank Redemption, will be up by the time you're hearing this. At 9.3, it's the only one of two movies above the 9.0, and it's that and The Godfather, which is at number two, which will be next week. I don't think I've actually personally seen enough classics. Uh, I don't think many people have. And there's a bunch on this list that I've been meaning to watch for quite a while, and I haven't, and this just gives us an avenue to do it, and putting a deadline on it forces us to sort of do it. You know, we've already seen a bunch of movies that we would never have seen, um, and we think they're great, and we encourage other people to to watch them and discuss it and express themselves in, in these things.
1: Yeah, so tune in and follow along with us, and I'm pretty sure it'll be a pretty interesting journey for all of us.
0: We have been Daniel and Brenton this week. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or comment on SoundCloud. And until next week, thanks for listening.